This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, a radio show and podcast which takes a look at the quirkier people, groups and interests in the region. I'm producer Gary Farrow. This episode is about the mysterious subject of theosophy. The Hamilton Theosophical Society's mission, it says, is to serve humanity by cultivating a deep understanding and realisation of the commonality between the various religious and spiritual belief systems. And that will henceforth lead to finding the ageless wisdom, spiritual self-transformation, and the unity of life. Does that sound challenging to you? You're certainly not alone. Leah Cortez Snellen, a member of the Theosophical Society, met up with me to explain how and why she got involved in this area of study and what she has found out. Hello, uh, Gary. I'm Leah Cortas. Um, I came across the Theosophical Society in 2015. I must say I worked in Hamilton East and came over the bridge and saw the sign already for nine years and I was wondering from, what is that Theosophical Society? But it wasn't until 2015 when I actually was reading a book and it mentioned Hapi Blavatsky. And I just had an iPad, so I looked it up, and it's a Theosophical Society. She had um, founded it. So I called the Theosophical Society, and they welcomed us on the Sunday, and uh, that's it. I stayed. They have a lovely library. Um, and for me, it is yeah, looking at all the comparisons between all the religions, Christianity, Islam, uh, the Buddhism, Hinduism, and a lot of questions that a lot of people get. Where do I come from? What is karma? Is there reincarnation? Is there life after that? So a lot of questions that you ask yourself are slowly being answered by coming to this society. The word Theo means God or God, and Sophia is wisdom. And in our uh, objects, it says that we like to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity, but without distinction of race, creed, sex, caste or color. And to encourage the study of comparative religion, philosophy and science. And also to investigate the unexplained laws of nature and the powers that are latent in humanity. I think that's that sums it up a bit for me. There are a lot of people who can believe in and understand mm. a single religion, but it's a big job to consider a lot of them. I'm personally from um, the Catholic background at first, but my, mo- my grandmother was uh, Dutch Reformed. So from a young age, I was already from, okay, wh- why do we have the differences? If we believe that there is one God or one divine being that has made everything, why all the divisions? 
So from a young young age, I was already looking into it. And I think the more you look into it, the more you find all the stories that are in the Bible in other religions. And I think it it's, it depends a bit where you are born in in what of society. If you're born in you know more a Catholic or Christian uh, country or more in India where it's Hinduism or Buddhism, and and to see the underlying uh, the deeper meaning of all the different religions. Does theosophy believe that there is one God or is it just questioning the idea of of gods that people have and and trying to look at the similarities to to find God as it were? Yeah, I, I think that's very, that's very personal. Some people don't want to use the word God. They like they like to use the word infinity or divine. So I think it's a lot of how your background was and if you have a negative experience you might not want to use the word God or to use the word Father so I think it, it's it's that's very personal yeah, I think a lot of people in the in theosophy, yeah, they believe there is something more than what, that what we can see with our eyes and with the five senses that we have at the moment and they're, they're just looking for yeah, how do the the laws of nature work and, and the karma work. What course did your studies take from the beginning? Because um, yeah, you said you went in with... It's almost curiosity that you went in with, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the book I was reading was about Kabbalah, which is the, an ancient Jewish tradition. And I was coming from, from the Bible. I started with uh, Jeffrey Hodgson's books about the hidden uh, wisdom of the Bible. And yeah, little by little you look at different different ways, like... Uh, the tarot, how how they ex- explain it, and uh, the chakras, also astrology and es- esoteric stra- astrology, and that's how I, yeah, little by little, find my way in all the all that is available in in books and teachings. What sort of range have you covered, and how long have you been going with theosophy? With Theosophy must be 2015, so that's about six years. Yeah, first of all, I looked at everything from the Christian point of view, a little bit of Hinduism, Buddhism. The Tarot, the the Tarot cards for me is just the Bible in pictures, and you can get so much out of that. Um, Then we have the seven chakras, the whole explanation about the seven chakras, the cosmology, the book from Blavatsky, The Secret Doctrine, is a lot about the cosmology, uh, how the earth has been developed, that there are different planes and different root races. And and this year our team in um, Hamilton is the Pilgrim's Path. So most of our, our meetings and talks, if we have talks from other people, are centered about that, that team. Do you have a, a wide range of people from society who are involved in the Theosophical Society? At the moment we seem to get a lot of younger people in and then we have people that have been, uh, you know, from a young age, from 15, 20 years old and they are now like 70. Um, so it's it's quite... But we also have people in. I'm, I met people 
last week. They only came to Theosophy when they were 70, so it's really a big range of people, also from all kinds of where they come from. I imagine there would be a lot of people of um, religious faiths in there or spiritual um, identifications. But are there some people as well who are atheists, as it were, or agnostics? Not so much, I think. I think it's most people already have a, like you say, a spiritual background, are looking for something. Do people studying theosophy view any any religions or spiritualities with scepticism or are they taking the views into account of all of them? I think they take the account of all of them and I think they're they're standing open to what other people believe. Because if you look look more at the esoteric, the deeper meaning of all the religions, not just reading it to read the stories, but if you delve into the deeper meaning you will find that they're all on the same level. It's like an extra, an elevated mindfulness, being able to actually understand where other people are coming from. Yeah, Um, definitely. yeah. Yeah, which sometimes that tends to be not what religion is like. You know, that's that's the case, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because theo- theosophy doesn't regard itself as a religion. Mm. It looks at all the, re- all the religions to, mm-hmm. to get the answers, and everybody is on, on his or her level of understanding. You know, some people have, as I said, already been busy with all those questions from when they were 15, 20 years old and some, you know don't want to ask those questions until they're 50 or 60 so you've you've got a whole range of of people which makes it uh, really interesting when you come together Absolutely, so people who are religious or spiritual they can still um, adhere to their own beliefs obviously Obviously, but it is extremely healthy isn't it to Mm. understand the other beliefs yeah that's that's what I've always thought Mm. myself that why do we have so many different you know in Christianity or Catholicism you know I don't agree with you let's make my own church theosophy tries to stand above that and just look at it. Do you find yourself able to relate to people from other religions and spiritualities better, having studied theosophy? Maybe, maybe. That's a question I haven't asked myself yet. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good question. But I've always been interested in in other people and, you know, and what they believe and where they come from to form that belief. And I think we should uh, leave each other free, you know, to come to an understanding. That is what theosophy is all about. And also um, to serve the society in general, uh, you know, by having a safe place where people can voice their opinion and that they're not shunned away straight away from, oh, you don't believe exactly, you know. This what we believe, so you're not welcome. Mm. Everybody is welcome with us to uh, talk about what what they believe. So you said you have meetings with the Theosophical Society. What do those entail? Uh, well, the first Sunday of the month, we always have a healing and meditation evening. 
We have guest speakers, both here from Hamilton and also from uh, our head offices in um, Auckland, and also from other people around the country. Sometimes we watch uh, a DVD and have a discussion about it. Yeah, I have been doing a little little bit more of presentations. Um, then we have also a chanting evening, which chanting in the sacred languages. So we, we offer, a, a, yeah, we, tr- we try to offer a broad idea of, of items. You, you get to have those shared experiences, e- yeah. even if you might be people of different faiths or sects or yeah. spiritualities. Yeah. Plus the library, we have about nearly 4,000 books in our library, and that is open on the Wednesday morning from 10 till 12. Getting the books out is only for members, mm. <laughs> but you can always come and have a look uh, if if you like the books mm. and have a little bit of a read-through in, the, in those two hours. So what sort of books are there in the, in the library for people to refer to? Obviously, it's pretty broad because there's 4,000 books. There's 4,000 books, yeah. Well, we have the, the ancient uh, wisdom, the, the works of uh, Blavatsky and uh, Alice Bailey, Besant and Hodgson, which are the, the earlier people, because the, the, the Theosophical Society was um, started in the USA in 1875. So a lot of the, the writers from that of era we have books from, um, but also modern, more modern books like Deepak Chopra is a very well-known modern writer. Then we have books about astrology, the ancient wisdom like Greece, all the re- different religious like the Bhagavata Vita, the Koran, the Bible, and books about them, explaining about it, books about the Tarot, the cosmology. It's quite a range. Books about healing. And the, the Hamilton branch was actually started the 1st of December in 1908. So it's uh, more than 100, like 112, 113 years in Hamilton already. And you guys have your own building, don't you? We have our own building, yeah. Would you like to look into a bit? H.P. Bravatsky, yeah. um, um, who you've mentioned several times um, in our conversation, yeah. but the average uh, person person who, who isn't familiar with theosophy um, won't know who Bravatsky is. So um, would you like to, yeah, give us a good bit of background on, on them? Yeah. Well, she's originally from Russian descent, but she moved to England and America. And um, from a very young age, she was already sensing and, and uh, more like a clairvoyant and a clairaudience. Um and she d- developed that more and more, and that's how she uh, was able to write Isis Unveiled at first, and then later the Secret Doctrine. And that's a lot about the cosmology and about, you know, the ancient Lemuria, the Atlantis, all those civilizations that came before we were here. And explains about all the changes of, of the Earth, like Atlantis is partly underwater and all those changes that have happened. And um, she also went to Tibet and had a lot of study there. And eventually they, in Achar, in uh, Chennai, in India, they uh, had the headquarters that went from America to India. 
and then later she went back to uh, England where she uh, passed away and um, so she was always busy trying to there, there were a lot at that stage busy with all the phenomena like I've got a cup here and now the cup is going over there and she tried to explain that how how that could happen but also yeah, she was more in all the more as a term all the deeper meaning of everything and also more about bringing the eastern wisdom to the west because as I said she went to, to Tibet and studied there for a few years and India of course as Hinduism and Buddhism and she brought that to the west with uh, the others like mm. Oldcott and uh, Hudson yeah. How did her studies and writings become so proliferated that it formed effectively a movement? I think it was very early that they started the movement in um, in the USA already because they started in 1875 and I think at that moment she had or was busy writing Isis on the field and then later she died I think in was it 1892 uh-huh. for memory um, one of the latest works she did was uh, The Secret Doctrine so the movement was already there before she uh, was writing a, a bit more about it. And, and, and I think also that, you know, especially when they went to India and to Tibet and saw the rich culture there in Hinduism and Buddhism, that they wanted to bring it to the Western world as well. If reincarnation holds true, I should like to be born. Away from this city in the high Himalayas Where the crown of the world shows its thorns Detached from this body now spinning Now coming back down From the grey skies of London And the Spanish affliction Cigarettes and a hospital gown Masters of secrets and bridges to worlds we can't see The larger within me like pylons sunk deeply in the mud of an Indian sea Clear conscience, clairvoyant, not the fraud the world wants me to be Manifestations, they're the wisdom of ages Unveiled, untethered, set free You brothers of Luxor and sisters of Isis Come down Cause there's a shadow that runs From the mountains of Lhasa To the edges of old Camden Town The wind through these canyons is cold and it scares me to breathe It's like treading the water of an African cape Or the Mediterranean Sea Sounds like theosophy 
has formed a very important link between Western and Eastern cultures then. Yeah, it has, yeah. And even if like Hinduism and Buddhism and Christianity, they all have their own way of saying something, you know, that if, if you go to the deeper meaning, it means the same. But trying to unravel all those, you know, different words and from, oh, that actually, and, and some words like the word karma, we use the word karma, but that's really hard to, um, to explain sometimes. But if you, if you read the Bible, it's, you know, you reap what you sow, so it's the same idea. Um, you said you're particularly interested in, in uh, tarot readings as well. Not so much in the readings, I actually never... We, we looked at the tarot not so much at, not so much at readings mm-hmm. for your own life, what you do, but um, what the, the cards explain. Mm-hmm. And the more I've heard people explain about it, you know, and reading a book about it, for me, for me it, it's, like, it's like the Bible because, you know, the, there was a point there they could draw and, and, and make pictures. But the written word wasn't, you know, we, we didn't have the written word. And before that time, you had the tarot. That ex- explained it all. And it's also a good meditation tool, the, the tarot cards. Mm. But no, I, I never do, do the reading of mm. it. But I so think it's... Do the tarot cards... Can you explain how they draw similarity between, um, like, Christianity, for example? Oh, that's a difficult one. Because they tell stories, don't they? They, they tell stories like... Um, the, 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 my favourite one is, I think it's the, the first one, um, with a person standing on a mountaintop and he's got, you know, just a little bit of food with him and a little dog and he's going on his way on, on, on a path to, to find more. So is that the prodigal son from the Bible? Mm. Could be. He went away and then he came back to his father for more. That was not such a good idea in the end, you know. I'd rather be home. So, And that, that's the one that comes to mind the first one. Yeah. yeah, it's that similarity of people seeking enlightenment although they don't know what they're looking for yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's um, true yeah. yeah sometimes they don't know that they're looking for enlightenment do they but that's the thing yeah. that's um yeah. that's over the horizon <laughs> it is yeah yeah um would you like to share anything else um yes we uh, the theosophy theosophy new zealand has a website and you can go to the main website theosophy.nz and that can there you can read about all the branches we have um, and the study groups we have and there is also theosophy.world which is a really good resource center to go if you want to have to uh, look into a little bit more and they both have like audio and videos on their website that you can access free and so if there is a subject that you want to know more you might find a talk about it excellent and if anyone's interested in looking at theosophy um can they come to the to a meeting yeah they're welcome on sunday night uh we start at 7 30 um 
Yeah, May is... We are in May now. Yeah. yeah. We've got uh, a 7.30 meeting this month, every every day. And then the library is open on Wednesdays from 10 till 12, and they're welcome as well. Thanks to Leah Cortaz-Snellen and the Hamilton Theosophical Society for being the subjects of this episode of WTS Waikato. I plan to take us for another look at interfaith relations in the Waikato in the next few weeks. You can like the show on Facebook, follow it on Twitter, and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance, and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Do you know of a quirky person, group, or interest which you think would be worth covering on WTS Waikato? For that matter, are you passionate about anything in particular in the Waikato? Then contact me, Gary Farrow, on technician at freefm.org.nz or send me a message on the WTF Waikato Facebook page. It's good to be weird, let's talk about it. Thanks very much again for listening to WTS. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.